Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Shooting the puck into the Detroit zone. It goes around the inboards with a minute to go in the first overtime period. The puck's in the left corner of the Red Wings zone. The Flames have it. Conroy goes behind the net. He's wrapped up by Lang. The puck into the left corner for Aginla. Aginla to the left circle. Aginla shot. Joseph save. Rebound. He yeah! scores! Yeah, baby! Yeah, baby! Martin Gillespie scores! The Flames win it! one nothing. Yeah, baby! Into the corner to Regeer. He's checked in against the boards. Battle for the puck continues in behind the flame. Corey Luke has it. Corey Luke with six seconds left. Passing in front. The pass doesn't work. It goes down the ice. Just to the empty net. A score! You can put it in the lead column. The Flames are Western Conference champions. Yeah, baby! Well, usually on 6.30, Chet in Edmonton, we would not play great moments in Calgary Flames hockey history. But we make an exception tonight as we count down to tonight's game between the Oilers and the Flames coming up in about an hour here at Rogers Place. And the legendary voice behind those big moments in the Flames run to the Stanley Cup final in 2004 is on the line. It is their longtime play-by-play voice, Peter Marr. Peter, you're on with Reed. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well, Reed. My pleasure to be here. And, you know, incidentally, uh, you played those two clips with uh, the Yeah Baby yells in there. Uh, the first time that I yelled that was in Edmonton in 1986 after the end of Game 7 when the Flames won 3-2. Uh, to two. Well, That's the first time I yelled out Yeah Baby, and I guess it became kind of a signature since then. Well, yeah, very much one of the uh, the many things that you're known for over the course of your career. Well, you, well, I mean, uh, uh, we were really uh, you're really hitting it out of the park with Oilers fans tonight, bringing up the Steve Smith goal. But uh, <laughs> but, but I mean, that was uh, well, we can we can hop on that for a, a bit because that was uh, you know. I, I, I was, uh, how old was I? I was 11 or 12, I guess, when, when that happened. So I was old enough to know Calgary had played a heck of a series. And I, I guess a, a lot of times we say, well, Calgary won the series on that goal, but they were tied in the third period of, of Game 7. It wasn't like that was the only thing they, they had going their way. That was really kind of a coming-out party for that group of Flames players. Yeah, there's no question about that. I mean, the Oilers were without doubt the, the, the better team in that 85-86 season. I think they finished 29 points ahead of the Flames in regular season play. But, you know, the last game of the regular season that they played against each other, I think it was the second-last game of that uh, schedule, the Flames won uh, 8-1 or 9-1. I forgot what the final score was, but it was something like that. And that was the only time the Flames had beaten the Oilers all season in the regular campaign. And I think when they got to that playoff series, that um, that victory gave the Flames some uh, confidence that maybe they could knock off of the Oilers, and it went on to a, a tremendous series. And, you know, the Flames and Oilers have played five times in the playoffs in their history, and that's the only time the Flames have won. So uh, quite a standard here in Calgary, but I'm sure a disappointment in Edmonton because it stopped the Oilers from probably having five straight Stanley Cups. 
Well, and let's talk about another memorable series, Peter, because I still think the 91 series might be the greatest playoff series I've seen of all time. Now, Edmonton won, so probably the further south you go in this province, maybe it's remembered differently, or maybe it isn't. I mean, I know obviously people just appreciate great hockey. That that series had great goaltending, dramatic goals, nastiness, controversial plays, and oh, by the way, it went to Game 7 overtime. Is that... Is that one of the greatest set of games you've ever called? Yeah, there's no question about that. You know, uh, up until this year when the COVID hit, uh, we're not doing uh, 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 an alumni situation in the Saddledome on Flame at game nights. But uh, I used to uh, be the host there, and we'd have different Flame players come in from time to time uh, as the uh, guest to speak. And Theo Fleury, uh, who was, of course, a prominent Flame player at that point, called that the toughest playoff series he's ever been in. He said he just couldn't believe how tough it was and how uh, exciting the games were. And, of course, um, you know, Edmonton fans uh, may recall in Game 6 up in Edmonton when Theo scored in, in overtime uh, and then slid across the, the almost the entire length of the ice in, in celebration to allow the uh, Flames to win that game and then send the series back to Calgary for Game 7. And, you know, it was interesting that, in, in my mind, that series going to the, into the Game 7, that's when I... Uh, said that momentum doesn't mean a whole lot. When you think about it, the Flames won that game in Edmonton uh, on that goal by Fleury in overtime. They came back to the Saddle Dome for Game 7. Flames led 3 nothing in the first period. And you would think they had lots of momentum going and uh, that the Oilers were depleted. But then the Oilers got a goal right near the end of the first period from Asa Tikkanen. And they went on to win that game. And ultimately, Tikkanen would score the winning goal in overtime. But, yeah, that was a, an absolutely a, a tremendous series uh, between the two rivals. And so were the series back in uh, in 81 and, and 80, uh, excuse me, 82 and 83 when the Flames and, and Oilers played. And both those series went seven games as well with the Oilers prevailing in um, in both of them. So, you know, they've had uh, the, you know, the, some great game sevens between these uh, two teams over the years. Peter Marr joining us tonight on the Face-Off Show. He was the voice of the Calgary Flames from uh, 1980 to 2014. Before I get to the, the current BOA and, and the current edition of these teams, Give us the story again uh, about becoming the, the first ever voice of the Flames because obviously they were the Atlanta Flames and uh, moved to Calgary. How did you get connected with the club? Well, I'd been, I broadcast the uh, three seasons prior to that uh, doing the play-by-play for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And uh, uh, the radio station that I broadcast the games for in, in Toronto, CKL Radio, which was Canada's first all-news radio station, probably ahead of its time, uh, they ultimately went out of business, and uh, after the uh, three years, they didn't rebid for the uh, rights, and it went back to Foster Hewitt Station. So it turned out there was no job for me there, and uh, it corresponded, of course, with the um, Flames moving from Atlanta to uh, Calgary. And uh, so I came out to Calgary and uh, certainly uh, got a break and became the, the play-by-play broadcaster there and uh, was able to continue my career for so many, many uh, fortunate uh, years. But uh, that's how that all turned out uh, you know you need breaks in life and that certainly was one for me when one minute you lose uh, one position it looks like you may be gone and then the next thing you know things uh, turn out in a positive end yeah for sure okay well uh, you know obviously pat steinberg who hosts the flames uh, broadcast on uh, on on sports at 960 down there we yep. often go on each other's talk shows and uh, I, I got to credit uh, a, a listener whose name I've forgotten years ago, uh, 
started calling it the pillow fight of Alberta because unfortunately there was a stretch where uh, most years either both teams weren't that good or maybe one was and one wasn't. I really felt last year the battle came back. Obviously, uh, what did you think of the what did you think of the goalie fight and the Kachuk Cassian incidents that flared up last season? Oh, that was incredible. I mean, that was absolutely incredible. It, it brought back memories of those uh, those real battles that uh, these teams had in the 80s and the early part of the uh, the 90s. Uh, not only were they battles physically on the ice, but they were battles uh, on the scoreboard as well with some very very high entertainment. And, and last year, having those. Uh, the two situations that uh, developed with uh, Cassian and, and uh, Kachuk, and then, of course, the goalies having that fight and a few other things that were going on in those games certainly rekindled the interest uh, in the Battle of Alberta, which was uh, long needed. Because as you mentioned there, Reed, for many, many years, uh, the Flames and the Oilers weren't even close in standing. When the Oilers were good, the Flames weren't. When the Flames were, the Oilers uh, weren't. But, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, too, is that uh, the, well, it was unfortunate of the COVID period, but uh, the way it was shaping up, with the uh, Oilers being the number two team in the Pacific Division last year and the Flames number three team, they were uh, on course to meet in the first round of the playoffs uh, last fall or last spring. But, uh, of course, uh, the um, the COVID hit and that didn't develop. And that would have been the first playoff series between the two teams since that one we talked about a while ago in 1991. So it was great that uh, the rivalry got rekindled there. I was a little disappointed in, in last night's game from, from a physical standpoint. Uh, I was kind of looking forward to seeing these two teams really uh, go at it uh, really hard from a standpoint of hitting and uh, uh, lots of intensity but we didn't see a lot of that. We didn't see a lot of scoring either, but uh, the Oilers were, were the better team uh, pulling out that 2-1 uh, to one win. Yeah, well, and you know what it's like in those situations, Peter. If you're the team that is ahead, then you're fine with the game being quiet like that, right? <laughs> so, yeah. and, and you know what? I've, I've heard, you know, Jeff Ward was upset after the loss to the Canucks, and Matthew Kachuk has kind of called himself out over the last two days. I mean, no pun intended. Does somebody need to light a fire under the flames here, given where they're at in this season? Well, yeah, you know, the, to me, if it weren't for Jacob Marks from the goaltender that they acquired during the offseason, the Flames might be closer to the last place in the uh, in the North or Canadian division uh, because even some of the games that they won, he basically stole them with some uh, great, great goaltending, and he had an off night in that game you referred to on Wednesday against uh, uh, Vancouver, but he didn't get any help, and, of course, there was a lot of talk in the city after that game about uh, the inconsistency of the team and some of the poor performances and uh, talk of firing the coach and all all that type of thing, but it was interesting that Matthew Kachuk, as you mentioned there, uh, stepped up and has uh, taken out of his own hands here that, uh, that he has to be the guy that goes out there and uh, instigates a lot of stuff tonight and to get things turned around for this team. And he has struggled himself. He hasn't scored a, po- a goal in eight games. He hasn't got a point in the last five. So I, I would look for him to be a pretty dominant figure in tonight's game, uh, agitating Oiler players and trying to make things happen around the net as well. So that may add to the, the fire and get a more intense game uh, with lots of hitting and uh, scrums tonight. Let me throw this one at you, Peter. Through, I mean, like I said, you, you've you've seen them all. You called most of them, and now you're still watching them uh, six or seven years after you stepped away from the play-by-play, Mike. When you look at this Battle of Alberta over the years, are there a couple 
uh, primary agitators. I don't know if you want to do one from each side or pick a top three, but just uh, I mean, like I remember Neil Sheehy used to get under Gretzky's uh, skin for a while there. Uh, certainly Kachuk in these days. Uh, the Oilers had Kenny Linsman for a while, maybe not not a lot, <laughs> but I mean, are there any couple guys that you look back and say, yeah, they those guys loved playing in this series? Yeah, there's no doubt. You mentioned some names there. Some other guys would be Tim Hunter uh, with the Flames. Uh, Paul Baxter was another one with the Flames. Nick Fatio, when he was with the Flames very briefly, and he had his prominent role. You know, what's interesting. He was part of that Flame team that beat the Oilers in 1986, and it was about three or four years after that I saw him when he was um, he was he left from Calgary at that point and was with, um, I think he was an assistant coach with a minor league team, and I happened to see him, I think it was in Philadelphia now that I think about it, and he he, he came over to me that time and he said, you know, you guys couldn't beat the Oilers until I arrived and after I left, you haven't beat them since. So he, he had quite an interesting take on, on all of that. So, But yeah, he was uh, he was another guy that was uh, right in there and from the, the Oilers side of things, you know, the late Dave Semenko, he was a very, very prominent uh, guy in there. Uh, Dave Lumley was another guy that made uh, lots of uh, battles. Marty McSorley. I mean, it just could go on. There were so many of those guys that, um, you know, created so much uh, uh, excitement from a physical and agitating standpoint. And then you had all these Hall of Fame players with all the great, great talent on, on both sides. I mean, the fans, to me, really saw some excellent hockey in the 80s and the early part of the 90s between these two teams. Probably the best hockey when those two teams got together in the entire NHL. Peter, this is awesome to talk to you. Before I let you go, just let everybody know uh, what you're up to these days and how you're keeping busy. Well, I'm not doing very much. I'm trying to stay stay safe like everybody else is during this COVID uh, times. And so not too much. As I was mentioning, um, I was uh, do a lot of work at Flame Games, uh, you know, prior to this. Uh, we had the Flames alumni dressing room experience right down near where the visitor's dressing room is. In fact, Wayne Gretzky was a guest of ours there uh, a couple of years ago when the Oilers were in town. And interesting, Wayne came in and we talked about the one year that the Flames and Oilers played 18 games against each other. And uh, he was saying, you know, he said, by the end of that, we couldn't have played any more games against each other because we all would have been killed. It was, a, you know, those were including regular season, playoff, and, and preseason games. So, you know, they're playing 10 games against each other this year. But going back to that year, I believe it was 1982, 83, or somewhere in that range, where they had 18 games against each other that year. And it was just phenomenal hockey and some great wars. Peter, this is awesome to have you on the show. You're a, a legendary voice in uh, in this province in the NHL, and certainly in the Battle of Alberta. I hope we can stay this touch, uh, to stay in touch, and do it again. You're welcome on the airwaves anytime here, man. Anytime, Reed. I've got lots of time. Right on. <laughs> that is Peter Bar. Have a good one. That is Peter Bar checking in tonight. Uh, Flames play-by-play -play voice from when they uh, joined the NHL or went from Atlanta, moved there until he stepped away in 2014. Good to catch up with him. Still keeping a close eye, obviously, on the Battle of Alberta. 6:30, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at six on 6:30, Chad.